am Chris, and this is my Writing Table podcast, where we talk to authors and other creatives about the writing world and what it takes to create the books that we love to read. Ready? Pull up a chair and let's begin. Christy Lee Babarad is a published author of four books and a companion journal and a poet of two full-length collections, Sapphire Stars and Scarlet Secrets. Her work has been featured in Tiny Buddha, The Mindful Word, and Dance Papers. Christy Lee believes we all have many unique purposes in this life, the greatest one being to love and to follow that which stirs the heart. She adores her family, which includes a spunky Jack Russell Terrier, Alistair, who likes to don sweaters and fancy collars in the chillier months. She credits her family, friends, and fans of her work. One of the reasons she will always say that there is no such thing as being self-made. She strongly feels that we are a collection of the people who have come in and out of our lives and place love and belief in our hearts. Welcome, Christy. Thank you for having me. How did you discover your inner writer? I think I discovered it through having certain unresolved feelings. I'm a very sensitive person to begin with. So with my debut novel, As the Winds Change, I definitely wrote from that place of unresolved feelings in relationships or things I would witness. That's where I gain my inspiration from is just everyday life and being a sensitive being. (laughs) Are you one of these people like carries a little notebook around? Do you document everything? I do. Absolutely. I also write poetry and that's definitely something that comes really naturally to me because I love music and the combination of music and words. And so I will definitely have a notebook with me. And if I don't have a notebook, I'll record notes. I'll send myself a text message. I'll record whatever I'm thinking about or some kind of insight or just just a word that that sparks me that I want to write more about and elaborate and explore. Interviewed Laura Lippman a while back. She told me that she had been exploring poetry and writing poetry and felt like it makes writers stronger because you have to boil things down to, you know, such a defined sentiment. Absolutely. Um, between fiction and poetry, do you find enhances your your writing? Definitely. I think the poetry definitely enhances my fiction writing as well. Um, but like I said too, it comes more naturally to me. So if I have an emotion that's raw or something that just happened to me, the best way to get it out is in that poetic form. And then I can incorporate those same kind of feelings into my characters. So if my character is going through something, so like As the Winds Change was fictionalized, but it was based on a very real relationship and this relationship falling by the wayside. And I had written a lot of poems about this relationship prior to the novel. And so it was just a way of getting it out and figuring out like, because a lot of times you don't get closure in relationships. Mm -hmm. So this was Mm -hmm. a way of creating the dialogue and creating these poetic lines and everything and putting it all together to actually create a story. You know, we don't talk a lot about poetry or we haven't on the podcast. And so I'm curious you're writing fiction occasionally, like you don't use the lyrics of a song because you, you'd end up having to pay for that. So right. <laughs> you can make up your own songs and stuff. So occasionally I go to like Rhyme Zone. Are there specific like craft resources for poets that maybe we haven't talked about on my podcast? There are. Personally, I will go through like old books and like look up like stylistic poems because sometimes too, it helps to 
put your feelings into a certain structure because like you said too, it pairs down the over wording of everything that you're feeling. So sometimes I'll work within a form and I'll look up even just on the internet, I'll type up poetic forms and there's a lot of resources out there that will show like so many different kinds of poems that you could write stylistically. So a lot of times I'll write free verse, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, just how it comes to me. And then creating a certain rhythm that there's definitely a style to it. So a lot of times I'll write free verse, but if I'm looking for that structure and I'm looking for a way to just even get inspiration, I'll start with a structured poem, like a haiku. I was actually listening to the audiobook of Matthew McConaughey's memoir, and he includes a lot of poetry that he had written over the years. He kept all these notebooks from, I think he said from the time he was 15. He wrote his memoir, I believe it was like right as he was approaching 50. And he's, I don't know, I guess now like 53, 54, somewhere in there. But it was really interesting to see his poetry from those younger ages. Yeah. Have you written poetry all your life? Yeah, because that's how I started was with the poetry, because I always doubted my own writing ability. So to come up with just like short lines and everything of like how you're feeling and what you're thinking or what you see it was a lot easier for me to gain confidence in writing lengthier material through poetry. So I was writing since I was little. I won a writing contest when I was younger in elementary school. I won this reflections contest for my poetry. And yeah, so I've been writing my whole life, but poetry is definitely how it started. And then it went into screenplays because I had an uncle out in California who taught me about that and so that was like a step the novel was last so it was like poetry then to a screenplay because I figured then I could just write the dialogue and it was like a simpler way and then the novels came when did you decide to venture out from okay you've done poetry and you've done screenwriting now I'm going to jump out there and and write a full-length novel yes the debut novel as the winds change very personal. So what helped me write my first novel was the fact that I came from a very personal space and I had written this story as the winds change in many different incarnations, screenplay, stage play, poetry. And so I was friends with these two local authors and they read the screenplay and they said, you really should turn this into a novel. And I had always thought about it. And I think a lot of people, like they always think like, that's the big accomplishment is writing that novel. So I figured I have this whole story laid out and I know it and I've had different scenes and things that I want to add in and went from the screenplay basically into that. So I would plug in the dialogue that I had from the screenplay into the novel and then it just, it just grew from there, but that was definitely a good starting point. And then I read Lauren Graham's autobiography, Talking As Fast As I Can, I think it's called. And she talked about how she wrote her first book and she would just do a thousand words a day. That's where I started from. I was like, I'll just do a thousand words a day. If it's terrible, it doesn't matter. I get those thousand words in and I can edit later. And that's how it all happened. (laughs) Obviously, when you're doing poetry, you're not going to say, I'm going to do a thousand words a day. Right, exactly. Time-wise, how long does it take you to structure a poem versus a thousand words a day in a novel. Like, what does that look like when you compare the two? That's a great question. Well, the poetry, that is always very natural and very fluid and very haphazard in a way to me. Like that I will work on throughout the day. Sometimes a whole poem will come to me and it'll be like a half an hour and it's done. And then other times it'll take a couple of days and it'll be 
you know, working at different times. Sometimes I'll put music on to kind of get into that emotion of whatever the poem subject is. But with the novel, that is more disciplined. That is sitting down every day at a certain time that works for you. I still haven't mastered the actual structure of writing a novel, but because the story has to speak to me and it's not always easy and like you lose the storyline, but it has to have some kind of purpose behind it. But yeah, I'll sit down and I'll have to just stay in the seat for like two, three hours or whatever and just write. And then I'll write the scene for the following day. I'll write like little like bullet points of like what I want to include. And I'll go just from my knowledge of screenplays. I kind of deal with a novel in the same way by scenes. And so I'll write out the scenes for the following day so that you're not facing the blank page and you're like, oh no, like, where am I going with this? What is, what's happening here? (laughs) And then the next day it's, yeah, it's all about routine. Like with the novel, I have to, once I have the idea and I'm working on it and I know it's going to stick, then I have to work on it every single day. And if I don't type up those thousand words, if I miss a day, then I have to at least be thinking about it or drafting another chapter or doing something toward it with poetry. It's just more, um, just more natural. And it like, it just comes to me. And Well, you said something about when you know it's going to stick. When you are in a project and you get to that point where you know it's going to stick. Yeah. Like generally how far into the project are you and what are the things that tell you this one has traction? It has to have key scenes that really are magical to me that have a lot of a lot of poetry in it, really, like that have a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion, a lot of vivid details and has a purpose behind it. Like when you think about another person reading it, is this going to impact their lives? I like to write about relationships. I like to write about things that that bother me about society and incorporate that into the characters, trying for all of us to be more caring human beings, including myself. So like, I'll get that out in the novel. Yeah, I'll incorporate that into into the story. So flip the script on that. What about when you have written so far and you say this doesn't have traction? Yeah. I've got to scrap it. I've been there where you think, oh, I've got this great idea. And then, you know, a couple of weeks into it, it's like, oh no, no, this is not going to work. What yeah. is it that tells you that? Yeah, it's a horrible feeling. I've actually had two recent story ideas that I've had to scrap and the one was definitely really far along. And it comes to like an abrupt stop where like, you're like, I don't know where this is going. I can't see the future of the story in any way. I don't know what happens after this for the most recent story that I wrote. I wrote like the opening scene and everything and I had it all rich in detail and everything. But then I was like, not feeling like this moving ahead. I feel trapped. I feel like this is too boring. I feel trapped. It's just not working. Like it'll be instinctual. And I think I like need that gratification. So like, if it's not, working. I I don't know. It's very mysterious, to be honest, because I was thinking about that exact question recently. Like what makes you actually be able to finish this? Because after every book, you're like, this is my last book. I can't do it again. I don't know what happened, but it's gone. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it has to have like that, that purpose behind it. And those key scenes that when you look back, you're like, oh my God, I would hate to get rid of the story because of there has to be something magical here. There has to be something here because I can't let go of those scenes and they fit into this particular story. So it has to happen. Yeah. Well, so are you like a, a plotter or a pantser or somewhere in between? I mean, you said you go scene by scene. So 
Yeah. Before you begin a project, like what does your prep work look like? So I usually have to have a title. I don't know why, but I usually have to have a title and I have like my main characters names and everything. And I have an idea. I have subject matter or places that I want the characters to go to. And so I'll uh, plot to a degree, like I'll write out, but more like scenes. So I'll do like the first couple of chapters and then I'll write like bullet points of what I want to include in those chapters. And it always changes, but that's the framework that you, you start from. And I'll usually know a little bit how it ends. Like I'll know the, like the storyline and everything and how it ends, but in between that comes very, very sporadic. And that's more natural. I've been doing a thousand words. I just write every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll write. And then when I finish, like, I'll have to like, think about it. Like if I'm, before I go to bed at night, I have a notebook by my bed so that I, sometimes those ideas, when you calm down, they start coming and everything. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially if you think about the story and poetry, even if you think about it right before you go to bed, a lot of times a lot will come to you as I'm sure you know, because you've written books as well. Yeah. Jacqueline Machard said that sometimes she will just go to bed and close her eyes and be like, okay, like characters talk to me, like invite them. And she said that works for it. We just have so much sensory overload in general, especially, especially in the last, like, I don't know, five years or so. It's like, there's just so much going on between COVID and, and just politics and all kinds of craziness. And I don't know, my thought on it is that your brain kind of gets to just shut all that other stuff down. Yeah. And so those good ideas kind of rise to the top. I, I hope they're good ideas. They're no, not always absolutely. good ideas. <laughs> not always, but no. yeah. No, but absolutely. And running, like if you're running or you're in the shower too, a lot of times those ideas, like you just have to, you have to shut off for a bit. Cleaning. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. ideas will come to me when I'm like just cleaning the house or just organizing. And I'm a big audiobook fan and I will listen to books when I'm putting dishes away or, you know, walking my dog. It's amazing how kind of, like you said, write yourself into a corner and I'll walk away and I'll listen to a book and our subconscious is just so interesting in this writing thing, because you can very quickly like piggyback and you're not copying the lines, but I can see how my character might say something like that. And and it drives you down a new road. It's all different artistic forms, whether it's the audio book, whether it's music, whether it's a TV show or it's hard to explain, but it does shift your brain and it does give you ideas that aren't the same as what you just watched to your memories too. Like that's the thing too. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, like, because I think those stay, the, the emotions stay kind of consistent. Tell me about your writing day. The best time is probably in the morning, like when you first wake up and I'll sit down and I'll just write as much as I possibly can. And I haven't been sticking to the thousand words lately, but that's definitely a, a good number to start. And I'll just do it right away in the morning and then write the scene for the following day. But if I get inspired later on in the day, then I'll put in some more hours and I'll work on that and just keep going. So it all depends on the day and my schedule and everything going on. But definitely first thing in the morning is is usually what works best for me. After you write that first draft, it's as done as it's going to be. Yeah. How long does that usually take you? The first book, As the Winds Change, was maybe like a year, I'd say a year. Oh. But other times I can do it like in like three months, four months. Oh. 
Yeah. So it really depends on the book and how disciplined I am. I think it really does come down to discipline. And you do know when you're finished, like you do know you're done. And then that's when the editor will come in and they'll help with you getting even more ideas a lot of times too, that you would have never thought of. The Christmas book, I wrote A Christmas Heart over the summer because my publisher wanted to have Christmas stories. And so I didn't think I could do it, but like the submission call was at the beginning of like June and she needed the submissions by September 1st or something like that. Wow. So yeah, I think it just comes down to to discipline and having the story. Do what you have to do in as much time as you have. The deadline, I think, really does help. And novels are on the shorter side than like mm-hmm. a really, you know, it's it's closer to a novella than an actual novel. But I think I've had too much time on my hands now. And so I keep scrapping ideas and I'm, I'm having <laughs> trouble coming up with that next idea. But <laughs> it'll come. And I'm working on a poetry collection right now. So. Have you read any interesting novels lately? Um, Anything you'd like to share? The thing is, I haven't actually been reading any books lately because (laughs) I'm trying to come up with my own idea. And that's the one thing. I mean, I think maybe audiobooks would help and it wouldn't interfere. But the books I'm interested in are also the kind of books I like to write. So Mm -hmm. um, I'll sometimes like read autobiographies. I'll do that like in between. But right now I'm just, just a flurry of like, my brain's all over the place. I haven't been. (laughs) I understand. I haven't been. I've been thinking about it though. I've been reading. I like this, um, this magazine, Bella Grace magazine. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard of it. um, I'm writing it down to check it out. Yeah. It's out of California and they have a lot of creative stories and short stories in it. So that's what I've been reading in between. Can you share a couple of your favorite authors, maybe some authors that have inspired you? Absolutely. So I definitely like Patty Callahan Henry, mm-hmm. Nicholas Sparks, and Robin Carr. I like a lot of different autobiographies. And then I read poetry books too. So I'll read Atticus and Langlev and Bo Taplin. Yeah, I like a lot of the contemporary poetry, but that's very relatable. And that's the thing too with my poetry. I don't even know how I found poetry because it wasn't really encouraged that much in school. And when you did learn poetry, it was very structured. It came from my love for music and lyrics. And I'll try to read some poetry. Any advice for debut authors? Get started. I would say I don't really like the term aspiring author because I feel like that's kind of an excuse or it's building up your own insecurities that you can't do it. So I say just get started, even if it's short paragraphs, piece it together like a puzzle, just start writing and and read and read your favorite authors try to maybe branch out if you have an interest in supernatural or science fiction but you've never read those books before read those books definitely reading and just getting started just try to write something every single day thank you christy lee thank you so much it was so nice speaking with you and it was great being on writing table to learn more visit christy lee Bavaret author on instagram If you're enjoying The Writing Table, please consider leaving us a review. There are so many podcasts out there. Reviews help other listeners find us. Thanks so much for your support.